Hey friend, I'm Sarah Magdalena and you're listening to the Daydreaming Wolves podcast in which I talk about things I love like radical self-healing, feminism, relationships, activism, plant friends and magic. Sometimes it's just me sharing my thoughts and sometimes I invite beautiful guest speakers for exciting interviews. You can subscribe on iTunes and check out my website daydreamingwolves.com as well as sarahmagdalenalove.com for all things web design and online marketing. Hi everyone, I have such an honor to interview my friend Mia today. They will introduce themselves because we figured out that's probably easier and I will let them do that now. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Amelia Bays um, and I'm a therapist and a sex and relationships coach. Um, so I have a, a long history of working in mental health uh, and also in lots of different ways around sex and relationships. Yay! I would like to add that Mia is just, I mean, as a friend, I sadly can't be their client, which is <laughs> very tragic, but I just know their work from being their friend, and I know it from their writing and their, in their Facebook posts and all that good stuff, so I think they have so much lovely stuff in that area to share, um, which is why I'm super excited to interview them. <laughs> Um, my first question is how and when did you decide to become a therapist and coach like what is the background story to that yeah so um, I guess I became a therapist first became a counsellor first and um, I used to work in a kind of quite high-flying intellectual job <laughs> um, that was really interesting but I found wasn't very just didn't give me that connection to people that I wanted yeah. you know it wasn't kind of like working on the front line or anything uh, and so I, I began to feel it was like a little bit soul-destroying after a while um, so while I was doing that I was doing some um, volunteer youth work and I did that for a long time in the LGBT community mm. working kind of LGBT youth clubs and that was really how I got into counselling because um, a lot of the young people there just really, really were kind of desperate for someone to listen to them, to talk to them, someone to hold space for them. Yeah. Um, so from kind of doing that LGBTQ youth work, I trained as a counsellor and a therapist. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, I'll just give it a try. And then I just kind of carried <laughs> on uh, till I did uh, my postgrad diploma and qualified fully a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so that was a really nice way to get into it. And I think... Um, it was really important for me to for there to be more um, LGBTQ kind of friendly, poly friendly, kink friendly counsellors out there because a lot of therapists are not great around that mm. stuff. Um, so it was one of those things where I'm kind of partly like, oh, okay, somebody needs to do it, so it might yeah. as well be me. Yeah. Um, and I just the more I did it, the more I found I just really loved working um, kind of really directly for people, really like holding space for people mm. and kind of giving them that power to explore their experience. So that was kind of how I became a, a therapist. Um, and then as I, I kind of worked in schools and colleges and in the community and in mental health settings and... And through my work as a therapist, a lot of things, um, I, I found myself doing a lot of work around sexuality and relationships. And that was something I'd already, always been really interested in. I've always been really interested in kind of communication in relationships and kind of previously becoming a therapist, I'd done, uh, I'd sort of run workshops at um, events like OpenCon and BiCon and things like that around 
better relationships, better communication, mm. exploring a sexuality. So it was kind of a coming together of, of those things and then working with lots and lots of clients, um, especially young women who were really, really struggling with sexuality yeah. and relationships um, and feeling really stuck and feeling like they didn't really have great sex education and that mm. kind of thing. Um, so it, my work was sort of becoming more and more sex and relationship mm. focused and where I was seeing the same issues come up for people over and over again, I kind of decided actually maybe I can do something to reach a bit of a wider audience as yeah. well so um that's when I decided to to do some to also do kind of coaching mm. in addition to therapy um to just be able to kind of work with more people and work online with people and yeah. do courses to kind of reach a bigger audience yeah that makes total sense um that's super interesting I can really see you being a youth worker and I wish I had met like you're now you as a teenager <laughs> that would have definitely changed my life in some ways I think <laughs> I think it probably would have changed my life too because <laughs> I think my own experience of being a teenager was yeah. like rubbish mental health yeah really stuck around sex and relationships as well yeah. and not knowing kind of where to get good advice around mm. that and um, so probably yeah 15 year old me would really benefit <laughs> from meeting 30 year old me yeah yeah totally and I think what's also interesting um about that time is when I look back now I mean maybe that's just me but when I look back now I feel like I didn't even have the language to express what was wrong or like why my experiences sucked in so many ways and now yeah so now there's a lot of work for me to reframe these things and look at them differently and be like actually that was really shit and I'm so glad I do have these tools now and like people like you in my life so yay yeah <laughs> I feel let's like, spread that word <laughs> I feel like um like a, a lot of people that I see have kind of learned so much rubbish stuff as mm. a teenager that then you have to spend a long time yeah. kind of like undoing it yeah. so I guess what's nice about when you can work with younger people mm -hmm. is almost like you can you can get in there earlier to kind of save them <laughs> some suffering I think. yeah oh god yeah totally uh I definitely feel some I mean I know this isn't about me I'm just gonna share this but <laughs> um I definitely have some resentments around feeling that there's been time lost for me or that in my 20s I had to spend so much time and energy on unlearning stuff that could have that which is time and energy that I could have spent on creative stuff and making new better experiences but I was just like I'm gonna take a break from all of this and then I'm gonna reconsider and yeah like that was totally worth it but I also totally agree I wish I had met you earlier <laughs> and then I yeah my life would have been a bit different anyhow uh, my next question is what are you most passionate about in your work and what kind of breakthroughs do you really love seeing so I'm sure there's like more passions that you see emerging and what what is what gives you butterflies in working with your clients <laughs> um I think what I'm really passionate about is really helping people to connect with their own desires and their own experience mm. so my background is actually more like sociological rather than psychological mm. in terms of kind of my academic studies and things um, I'm so interested in all the cultural and social messages that we receive about yeah. sex relationships and just about life in general and mm. um, And it's, I really enjoy that process of helping people to disconnect from that slightly mm. and actually come back to their own experience mm. and their own bodies and their own selves and actually what do they want 
or not want yeah. and which of those messages from society do we want to keep and mm. which are just not working for us at all yes. anymore yeah that would give me butterflies too <laughs> <laughs> that's great um so my next question is um can you tell us some more about the 12 questions that you're offering in your free sign up um which people can find at rixoncoaching.com and we're going to repeat that uh, at the end of the episode and also I will also put that in the show notes so don't worry if you if you haven't caught that yet but anyway uh, you're offering this really lovely little package of different resources when people sign up um, I have definitely signed up <laughs> and so one of the resources is these is these 12 questions and I'm just wondering when people for whatever reason maybe not feel ready yet to work with a counselor or a coach but they also feel like this is an area in their life that they really want to explore and work on and maybe take some new perspectives in what can they do and maybe can you give us an example of a question that you like working with yeah absolutely so um yeah so i've got a few resources on my website that are kind of downloadables um around around kind of some of the things we were talking about just Mm -hmm. now about those kind of social myths about relationships and sex and how you can maybe move away and and find your your own experience in that a little bit more um but also i have a kind of sex negotiation toolkit that's Mm -hmm. a really great way to think about what you do you want about sex Mm -hmm. what do you like about (laughs) sex uh, and how to kind of negotiate yeah. with your partners uh, and also um, just some kind of prompts around yeah how to build connections so something mm-hmm. I see quite often I do couples therapy as well um, and sometimes I often see with couples is that you, they've just really like drifted apart mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason so they've become very absorbed in the kind of their own independent things um, and it's just really easy to slide sometimes mm-hmm. and I feel that myself in my own relationships with family friends and partners where sometimes you can just be really really busy for a while mm-hmm. maybe and you know soon like time has passed and you're kind of like where is where is that other person what's going on with them right now so um yeah I just I decided to put together some questions that people could use to just sit down have a chat and just Mm. really check in with each other so one of those is like what is important to you right now Mm -hmm. um because I think it's really easy to lose lose Mm. track of like where other people's priorities are and then it's kind of hard to understand them one is like what could I do to make you feel more loved and supported so like how can we how can we really kind of work on that relationship Mm. and then there's some questions like reflecting on reflecting on the relationship so like what's the best experience that we've had together Mm. how would you like to spend a day together in the future that kind of thing that's beautiful Um, and just 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 some yeah just some really kind of like wide open things that you can just Mm. use as prompts to just not just say yeah work was fine Mm. or did you see this thing on Facebook (laughs) (laughs) or here's a picture of a dog (laughs) but like (laughs) which I do a lot too but just uh just some ways to get a little bit more deeper collected on an emotional level yeah Um, and that also kind of works great for when you're developing relationships Mm. with someone and you don't know them very well Mm. some just ways to kind of really you know we love to talk about feelings (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that just remind me about how we recently I mean I think I said that, I don't know if you actually feel the same, but I said I actually find it so weird how much we glorify the beginning of new relationships or dating and I definitely see something beautiful in that, like it's lovely and exciting and like you're getting to know someone new, but there's also so much anxiety and I just love that moment where I feel my whole body relaxing and I'm like, it seems safe to be really weird now. (laughs) 
I have really weird wishes and ideas and like things I prefer in relationships and I think this kind of work of sitting down and being really intentional with how we communicate and check in beyond the normal like how has your day been blah 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 stuff is so valuable and I even do that with myself um I use tarot cards in the morning like I will draw a card and then I'll ask myself like does that feel like a good match for the for the day like what is the actual energy how do I feel what do I want and I think we can even do these kinds of things sometimes to nurture the relationship we have with ourselves because I think we're so busy and like there's so much sensory input that it's so hard to uh, you know lose touch with what we ourselves want and then to take on what the what the mainstream want seems to be you know yeah I definitely found that was a lot of labor for me <laughs> absolutely and I think it's one of those things of like you said the beginning of relationships can be mm. exciting and then sometimes you can feel like okay we know each other now we've done yeah. it <laughs> yeah. but actually you know my experience every is that everybody is changing all yeah. the time and we're never like fixed we're mm. always that kind of influx in flow um so it's I think it's really important to be doing mm. that kind of periodic okay where are you where am I mm. how are we in relation to each other because that's that's always changing and, yeah. and where are we in relation to ourselves like yeah. you said yeah yeah it's really nice and also <clears throat> I am someone who I find I generally find change quite hard like you know big changes like moving houses or suddenly doing things completely differently is like oh my god <laughs> freaking me out a bit and I think with having a regular intentional practice of having these kinds of dialogues is really stabilizing because that then is the consistent thing in the relationship and because there's no way to avoid change really you know relationships always change I had to accept that eventually <laughs> it was hard but I did it and so I now prioritize having these kinds of rituals so much because they just make me feel grounded and stable even though other aspects of the relationship might be changing all the time yeah, yeah. I think that's really important it's really great to do that for yourself and and in the relationship too like me and my partner have sort of agreed that we, because it's, you know, we're both so busy with various mm. jobs and traveling and stuff, um, it's really important that we, we set a regular time each mm. month to kind of just check in with each other and have some time that isn't about social media or mm. TV or Netflix <laughs> or anything else, you know, but just really sit down and check in with each other. And if you can have kind of, like you say, a, yeah. like a ritual, a set time for that, a way of doing that to really make sure it happens instead mm. of just kind of letting it slide then then that's really great and it can kind of really keep you in sync with each other yeah I think like just want to say well done us for realizing this <laughs> just reflecting <laughs> that's what that's well it. <laughs> it's a journey isn't it like we said perhaps when we were younger yeah, <laughs> we yeah. didn't do that but yeah it, it, it does feel great when you finally <laughs> get to it and think yes yeah <laughs> and then you just have to keep doing it <laughs> yeah 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 exactly um this came up just thinking like oh well done us came up because i looked at the next question which is how would you like to see sex at ed sex education to change if if you could just you know do your magic one thing yeah I mean just a lot <laughs> I would change so much yeah. so I you know I, I mostly work with adults at the moment in adult mm. sex ed and I feel like a lot of our, uh, our our education our beliefs around sexuality are trying to as adults are trying to make up for like so much 
that we didn't learn when we were younger mm. and so many kind of uh, faulty ideas that we were taught or just, you know, wrong things about like some basics like anatomy or wow. or just kinds of, you know, some kinds of, of sex and relationships like just aren't represented at all in sex mm. education, like LGBTQ ones or those kind of things. Um, so I would really like to see like for, you know, young people's sex education mm-hmm. being much more consent focused yeah much more pleasure focused Mm. not just kind of you know the only sex ed i ever had at school was just in a biology lesson Mm. about like this is what happens when a sperm meets an egg (laughs) which is important to know but you know there's a lot more to sex and relationships (laughs) than that yeah Yeah, and also to be really about relationships as well Mm. because often we only get the kind of sex bit yeah so yeah kind of consent pleasure um and yeah and what kind of relationships can be like um, and what what are problematic ways to have mm. relationships so i see a lot of a lot of young people in very um like emotionally abusive relationships mm. relationship where there's a lot of power dynamics mm. uh, that people are doing things where they're not really consenting to it but they just feel they should mm. and i feel like if we had a lot more relationship education um, that would that would really really yeah, help yeah. Um, and then for adults I would just like to see you know that there, there's there's some good stuff out there but it's so few and far between mm. and for many many adults it's still a massive source of shame to mm. talk about sex at all everyone assumes they just will like know how to do it and never have any problems <laughs> with it and yeah. that's fine um, and you know I see a lot of adults coming to me as clients with some some quite pro- so much shame yeah. about things that actually if we just had an open conversation mm. about them more generally yeah, they yeah. actually wouldn't have to be massive problems yeah. so I think trying to take some of the shame mm. out of, of sex education and just be like yeah this is a thing that's normal mm. and it's okay to feel like this and it's yeah. okay for your body to look like whatever it looks like <laughs> yeah <laughs> would be really helpful so that's lots of things I would yeah. like to change but there's some of the some of the key points mm. I think that really come up for me yeah I would also love to take away so much media for teenagers I mean I, I initially had a thought of thinking like oh this could be different in this way but actually when I think about my like 14 year old self reading sex tips and glamour I'm just like take it away I don't see it working for it to be changed in a good way. I think this needs to be done completely differently and I really wish I had never read that stuff. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I think a lot of the, you know, so much of like, you know, teenagers Mm. that really do kind of get a lot of stuff from like magazines and and the internet and things like that. Um, And a lot of those kind of tips, you know, are really performative they're all about sex as performance like how to give mm. uh, a better blowjob yeah. or how to kind of you know make sure your man finds you sexy when you're doing <laughs> whatever <laughs> um and and they're really all about the performance of sex mm. rather than the ex- like enjoying the experience yeah. of sex mm. and i think that's where a lot of people get stuck as well yeah. and um a lot of younger people especially feeling like they have to perform some Mm. kind of type of sex so i think the media kind of ways of talking about it like that is really unhelpful into just like you have to be better Mm. at performing sex and then also kind of a lot of porn really plays Mm. into that too like porn's really great for a lot of people but Mm. it can really reinforce the idea that this is what sex is like and this is how you should be doing it and again 
you know porn is a performance mm. and if you're looking to that to kind of how that's how you should do sex mm. that can be quite difficult and confusing and disconnect yeah. you from your own experience I yeah think. yeah totally and and teenagers have access to porn so young without necessarily having the tools to understand or look at it a bit more critically and see like this might be interesting inspiration but it's not the only way I can do this and it's not a way that I have to do it and I can also look totally different and that's fine absolutely yeah. so I think it you know it's it's porn is porn is great in lots of ways but mm. that idea that like you know people young young people can watch it and you know they've said to me in sessions like oh well I just thought that all girls like that mm. because I saw it in porn yeah <laughs> and so you're absolutely right it's the kind of not having the critical ability to kind of look at it or that kind of media literacy mm. um ways of knowing that porn is not real life mm. um, it's a big one <laughs> it's a big one yeah yeah totally um my next question is what do you wish you had known as a teenager and I will share what I wish I had known as well I think I had a realization yesterday which is really funny um I had ordered really thick gardening gloves of like I don't know if it's neoprene or it's like just like gummy stuff anyway but I unpacked them and I was like oh my god they feel amazing I would love to sit down naked with someone and have them stroke me with gardening gloves <laughs> and then I was like oh man like some of the stuff I'm into is really weird and I just kind of smiled to myself and I was like that's the best like that's something I so embrace now I think what I wish I had known as a teenager is that weird is beautiful because Weird is beautiful, yeah. <laughs> and gardening gloves. <laughs> Absolutely, I love like the older I get, the more I love just finding random things that I'm yeah. into, kind of you know, in sex or kink ways. Just yeah. like, and I never would have thought of them as a teenager because I didn't know like they were ways of thinking about sex yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. um, I love that kind of like you know that you can just find a sensation <laughs> that feels really yeah. amazing to you. So. Yeah. Um, yeah that's really great I love it gardening gloves um, so I guess the thing that I wish I mean there's so many things I wish I'd known as a teenager really but um one of the big ones was definitely about you know that actually talking about sex makes it better mm, yeah and I was really stuck in that kind of shameful shy feeling of like oh god if I talk about sex it will mm. ruin everything somehow <laughs> or that yeah. I just can't even I can't even have a discussion mm. about contraception mm. because it just feels like oh mm. so so painful and horrible um and I feel like if I'd if I'd actually just thought no actually it's okay mm. and it's a, it's I should be talking about it yeah. it's helpful to talk about it yeah. it's not going to ruin anything it's only <laughs> going to make it better yeah <laughs> um that would have been really helpful and and probably just yeah like you said kind of being a bit more open to what sex could be mm. and not just having a very um kind of basic understanding of like <laughs> sex is you know penis and vagina kind yeah. of intercourse uh, and that actually sex can encompass all sorts of things yeah and um, and yeah and all of those things are, are better if you actually talk to your partner mm. about what you both want rather than just yeah. kind of fumbling in the dark and <laughs> hoping for the best yeah and that's not just coming from porn I think the idea I had from romantic comedies as a teenager is that 
an ideal sexy scenario <laughs> where there's like lots of attraction and everyone is basically totally on fire is where you go on a date and then you're kind of being flirty which I never really understood how how that would work but like in theory I thought that's what I would do <laughs> and then at the end of the day someone would walk the other person home there would be a kiss and the kiss would just be so passionate that like three minutes later everyone would be naked and and <laughs> and the the passion and the intensity in the fire was just so much that there just need that needed to there was no talking needed really that's how I thought good sex would happen really yeah. and now I'm like wow yeah no (laughs) (laughs) I mean it would be great if we could all just read each other's minds and automatically know what great text would be but um yeah I think in reality I don't know have you ever had that actually happen I don't think I've ever actually had that happen I've had that happen but it wasn't great at all I was definitely uh, and I'm not even sure if that might be the case for the other person as well but I can for myself say I was definitely totally performing that scenario um I definitely made all the sounds and face expressions of like really enjoying myself um, but I didn't really enjoy myself I wasn't really present with this experience and but yeah it seemed like the ultimate thing to me I thought that was really important yeah yeah so it's that really performative <laughs> rather yeah. than like mindfully you know actually being in the experience being yeah. present to it and it's also it kind of that whole scenario completely disregards like any consent mm. issues yeah. you know that you're just assuming each other is yeah. totally into whatever <laughs> you want to do yeah you don't need to have a conversation about safe sex you don't mm. need to have a conversation about contraception yeah. um it's all just it's all just gonna happen yeah um, and you know that maybe by chance when the everything is aligned in the universe yeah. that could happen but I'm it seems unlikely sh- yeah i'm not even sure i would want that now like i think you know when you said if if we could read each other's minds i'm like actually it's such a lovely process to be vulnerable with someone and to really talk and uh, even if like I do feel like some of us have really magical connections where to some extent we're really in tuned into each other's energy and there's probably like an element of knowing someone really well and almost being able to guess what they would like to do next but I, I think that's so far into a relationship it's definitely something that's ever happened to me on a first date and I also don't want to dismiss the beauty of needing to be vulnerable and having to talk. I think, yeah, I don't want to see that as a burden anymore or as something that would ruin the energy or the mood or something. Yeah, I think it's really important as well to think about that, you know, even if you're in a really long-term relationship, what someone wants changes all the time, Mm, you know, even from day to day or or hour to hour kind Mm. of thing. You might want something different. So you can't just go in and think, oh, well, this has always been fine before. I'll just do it again. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I think that's absolutely where a lot of long-term couples do get stuck. Mm. Um, And and then, you know, it's just, it's just actually, maybe I don't really want that thing anymore or I don't want it right now. Um, So I think it's still really important to have these conversations. And I suppose the other thing I was just thinking as you were talking was that, actually talking about sex is fun mm, yeah. <laughs> and not only is it like yeah, you know a thing fun. that's helpful <laughs> it's it's pretty fun to talk about yeah. sex with a partner and maybe it's too difficult to do it face to face and you know that's part of why I made this sex negotiation toolkit oh, yeah. maybe it's better for you to actually you know be able to write things down mm. or be able to text or be able to send an email saying what you want you don't have to do it face to face if that just feels horrible but 
um yeah it can be really a fun process mm. and like great foreplay to be exploring that stuff yeah. not just a chore that you have to do yeah yeah exactly yeah that can be really romantic I think especially if you have to spend time apart for whatever reason to send each other emails mm. or messages yeah that's great huh I feel like we have covered really amazing ground. I love chatting to you. We should do this again, maybe on record, maybe not. I don't know. Um, before we go, can you tell people where they can find you, what you're offering, and how they can uh, sign up for your toolkit? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at vixencoaching.com. So vixen, V-I-X-E-N, like a fox, coaching.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, at facebook.com forward slash VXN coaching because Facebook thinks the word Vixen has something rude in it. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and both those places you can see I'm making some videos every week with kind of just tips and mm -hmm. advice and kind of answering your questions. Um, yeah, and you can sign up on my website uh, to my newsletter where you'll get access to my whole resource library that I'm adding to you all the time. Um, and then if you're looking for therapy rather than kind of the sex and relationship side, you can find that at ameliabayscounseling.com. Um, so yeah, it'd be really great to see some of you there. Yay, thank you so, so much. Thank you.